Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Authentic You Radio, and thank you for joining us today on Living Astrology, where we are tapping into the magic of the cosmos for practical guidance and wisdom with your host, Janet Hickox, intuitive astrologer and numerologer. and welcome to Living Astrology. I am your host, intuitive astrologer Janet Hickox, and I hope everyone is weathering the astrological energies well this week. Uh, I know, gosh, it's been just a crazy um, couple of weeks. In fact, it's been crazy probably for a couple of months. Um, It's definitely interesting times that we find ourselves in right now, and I am certainly hearing about it from clients all over Um, And there seems to be some key issues that are cropping up for people, and I'm hearing it over and over again. And here's what a couple of them are. For one thing, it seems to be uh, things hitting people in their relationship areas, Uh, breakups, being uh, revelations, you know, of uh, things going on between people that are in, you know, long-term relationships and finding out that something else has been going on all the time. sudden upsets, things that happen out of the blue. For instance, a friend of mine uh, was uh, working in her yard, burning some weeds, and it accidentally caught a tree on fire and almost burned her house with it. Uh, Another friend's sister passed on out of the blue. Uh, Another client um, had some issues with Break, with breaking up a, a relationship that you know things seem to be going in one direction and, and suddenly changed, and the third area where things seem to be happening is in the career sector of people's lives, and uh, that's where either there seems to be a lot of opportunities, like for example, lots of job opportunities, people calling you for jobs, and then you are faced with having to choose and uh, not always knowing what the right choice is. And I mean, I know some people will say, "Well, that's a great, a, a great sort of challenge to have." However, um, if you're, you know, faced with choosing whether it's going to be a part-time or a full-time job, and if one is the one that you really desire, and you're waiting for that one, but something else comes along in the meantime, you can get very confused as to which direction you want to head. So, uh, today's show is going to. Uh, bring up the subject on how it is that we can start to find out from an astrological perspective uh, what your destiny is. And I had written a uh, an ebook called Three Keys to Unlocking Your Destiny, and I thought it would be a really fun thing to go through the three keys during the radio show over the next couple of weeks, where we can sort of start to see how some of the astrological things in your own chart fit together. So uh, we're going to start today with part one, which is the sun. And many people think of their sun sign first when you mention astrology. 
but they mistakenly take it for their personality. Uh, but the sun really has more to do with your life purpose and what the skills are that you're developing in this life. And that's where we're going to discover today is what, you know, through your own chart is the signpost through your sun sign that can tell us about what it is you're here to do and what you're learning about in this lifetime. So today I'm going to be taking callers and um, we're going to be taking a look at your chart as far as the sun is concerned. But if you've listened to my shows long enough, you know I never stop with what I think I'm going to stop with. Um, If something else comes up in a chart, I'm certainly going to follow that through. So here's what I need you to do. If you would like to have a reading with me today, um, you'll need to call into the radio show at area code 917-889-3818. And what I'll need from you is your date of birth, your uh, time of birth, if you know it, and the city that you were born in, city, state, and country. And if you have that information, um, make sure you give that to me so I can get the chart up right away. I'm by myself today, so it might take me a couple of moments to get that information up. But before we get to to doing our callers, let's take a look at what's going on in the stars. Uh, First of all, today the sun is moving into the sign of Virgo. The last 30 days or so we've had it in the sign of Leo and uh, the sun is very comfortable in the sign of Leo. It's the it's the sign that is actually the ruler of Leo. Uh, I mean, the planet, sun, the sun is actually the ruler of Leo. There we go. And uh, the sun actually moves into Virgo today at 4.02 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. So three minutes ago, uh, the sun actually crossed over into the sign of Virgo. So things become a little different now, right? I mean, the, the tenor uh, of the day changes a bit because we have Leo which was much more fun loving energy and you know fun in the sun playing vacations etc and then uh, as we get now into the Virgo energy our uh, focus shifts a bit to you know, getting kids ready for school perhaps if you have children uh, going back to school yourself if you're a student or a college student and um, get, getting ready for the harvest and so the energy shift is, uh, to me, I always notice it. I, I'm not sure if everybody else is as aware, but I always notice that somewhere around the end of August, uh, I decide I need to clean off my desk, reprioritize my my uh, files, uh, clean out my closets, and do stuff, you know, start canning and putting up vegetables and fruits and stuff for the, um, you know, for the winter. So I always, uh, as a youngster even, you know, would begin that shift in August. And I always thought it was just because the sun, or me, because uh, school was getting ready to start. Uh, But it's more about the sun having moved out of the vacation, fun-loving sign of Leo and then into the more work-oriented sign, organizationally-oriented sign of Virgo. Um, Following on the heels of the sun moving, moving into Virgo is Mercury moving into Virgo, and that'll occur on the 24th. And we still have our ongoing Grand Cross, which I want to talk a little bit about today. That is um, probably going to stay in effect till around the 28th of August. So we have another week of that. And it is probably the part that uh, is causing the tension, the changes, and sort of the uh, overwhelm feeling that a lot of people have right now. And a grand cross is also called a grand square because it involves four signs, 
four planets and four houses of the chart, so four areas of your life that are connected together by the planets being in this configuration. And um, not only are there the four squares or the four 90-degree angles uh, between the planets, but there's also uh, two planets that are in opposition, and um, so or two oppositions, meaning all four planets uh, have an opposition that they're involved with. And that creates uh, a lot of awareness in what's going on in your life, a lot of awareness that something has to give, and it really sort of uh, begins to affect the action and drive that you have uh, to do something or to be something. And uh, then if you can bring things into perspective and into balance, then it can be a very successful time. It's mostly uh, a grand cross is characterized by the quality of the sign it's in. And what I mean by that is that signs are either in cardinal or fixed or in mutable uh, modes or qualities. And cardinal energy is what we're experiencing now because this is a grand uh, cross in cardinal signs. And those signs are Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. And you might notice that those are all the signs that are on the cusp of seasonal change. So uh, those are the doorways or gateways that open us up into a new season. And so uh, Grand Cross with cardinal signs are always about initiating some sort of action, having to make some kind of change, and also connecting with an energy of pushing yourself forward in some way. Um, so fundamentally, this is a stressful configuration, especially because you've got um, four different places of your life that this is hitting. Squares motivate action. And then they are also uh, perceived as uncomfortable influences. So, you know, you've got to change. You know you've got to do something, but you're not quite sure what to do. As in, you know, your relationship is suffering in some way. You know you're going to have to bring it to a head either by confronting or leaving. Uh, and yet there's this hesitancy to do that. And the, te the tension in this, you know, develops over time. So this is, has been in the building process for the last several uh, days. And so things may not yet be clear as to how the action will proceed, but something uh, will be uh, taking place over the next couple of months with this, or next couple of days to be sure. And um, depending on the action that you take or the reaction that you have to the energies that you're uh, working with in this, uh, these changes and things uh, in your life can either be constructive or destructive. Again, that's coming you know, mostly from how you're going to react to this. Um, then, later this week, August 25th, we have Mercury uh, moving into Virgo, and that will put it in an opposition to the planet Neptune. And so the time, those few days, probably around the 24th, 25th, 26th, might be characterized by foggy thinking. Anytime you get Mercury, the planet of thought and, and uh, the mind, in conjunction with Neptune, which can sort of be nebulous and fuzzy, uh, it can create issues around uh, not being clear in your thought processes. Uh, it can make for unclear communication with people. So you might have to really listen to what people are saying and really make sure you're understanding what they're saying before you respond back. And, and recognize this is happening to everybody you know, in different measure in their charts based on where Mercury and Neptune might be. Uh, but 
you know, any time that someone's speaking over the next few days, it would be really good before you react to something just to be sure that you understand what they're saying, particularly via email. Because, you know, in an email, you really don't have the opportunity to hear the voice, uh, to hear the inflection of the voice. Um, you don't have any real indication on what their meaning is other than what the words say, and the words may not be clear. So please try not to react from a knee-jerk sort of of action. And then also watch out for deception during this time. You know, people could purposely set out to lie to you for around something and uh, use your intuition. You know, listen to your gut instincts about what's going on uh, when people are talking to you about something. Uh, Mars is moving into Leo as well in the next few days, and uh, this will be really good because Mars has been in Cancer where it is a fire planet in a water sign, so its action has been sort of tampered down a bit and dampened by uh, its its progress through a, a water sign. And as it moves into Leo, a fire sign, it is actually going to create more vitality for us. Um, you may be you may feel more exuberant and action oriented. Um, you may find that you have a more magnetic personality and that you have are filled with more purpose. And with the Sun in Virgo, perhaps that purpose is best used in organizing or re um, re uh, analyzing a situation that you're in and making some changes based on that. From an astronomical standpoint now, we have had two coronal mass ejections leave the sun over the last day or two, uh, brought on by some explosions of magnetic filaments on the sun that's kind of going to spark some auroras for us over the uh, next couple of days through the 23rd and the 24th of this month. And the sunspot activity, however, is not particularly high right now. We have maybe one or two spots that could flare up. Uh, but these particular um, coronal mass ejections were from magnetic filaments as opposed to sunspots exploding or flaring. Uh, and, of course, I bet everybody's heard about the supernova that was discovered in the sky around the constellation Delphinus and how it's getting brighter and brighter. I have not yet been able to see it myself, um, but I hear that you can see it with the naked eye if you're looking into the southeastern sky at night. Um, Delphinus is the sign of the, is the constellation representing the dolphin, and it's very small. To me, it always looks like a little kite in the sky. It's made up of fairly faint stars, and just to the left of that is where you'll see the supernova, and or the nova. I'm not sure if they're calling it a supernova or not. Um, the problem has been over the last few days, of course, that very beautiful um, a full moon that we've had, the blue moon and it keeping uh, the sky sort of hard to see anything that's dimmer than the moon. <laughs> I tried, I tried, I tried the other night so bad. I drug my husband outside at t uh, here in the northwest. It doesn't get dark until later, so it's 10 o'clock-ish, 10.30, and I'm dragging him outside going, let's see if we can see it. And we couldn't. We just couldn't. It was just too bright. And uh, I suppose if I had my – I could have gotten my telescope out, but – I think then even that the, the light would have been too bright. So anyway, so get out, look in the night sky, especially now that the full moon is, um, is waning a bit, and maybe we can see the supernova. All right, so let's go to the topic of the day, and that is going to be about the sun. 
And uh, I'm really interested in this particular piece because it seems to me that there's some really key information that we can discover from you about you with just only one piece of information, and that's the sun. And I guess it would be kind of two pieces of information because really we're looking at the sun and what it what sign it's in, but then also what house it is in in your chart. Um, by sign, the sun can tell us what your life's purpose is and what style you go about connecting to that life purpose. And then by the house location, it can tell us where it is that you will likely shine the brightest and in what area of your life that the energies of the sun can really be pushed towards and uh, be able to uh, see the most benefit. So the sun itself, you know, we think about the sun, or at least I did before I was an astrologer. I would see the horoscope in the weekly newspaper uh, or the Sunday paper, and I would read my horoscope, and it always seemed to be about what my personality is, you know, the things that are going on personally. But really the sun is more about the, the will we have to live and to direct our energies in a specific direction. The sun rules the conscious mind. And it is also our basic identity. It is our vitality. It is the energy we have to put toward uh, something in our lives, to making something of ourselves or to being something in the world. And if the sun is under a lot of pressure in your chart, it can make it more difficult and uh, have, make it so that you have less energy to devote to that kind of action. So the sun can be very important in the grand scheme of things in, in reading a chart. Uh, the sun actually is kind of our director. You could call it the boss of your chart in that it's really the, the piece that uh, is telling the tale about what you're doing and about what you're, go- what you're going to do in this life. And uh, by, by nature, the sun's traits, let's say you're a sun in uh, Gemini, um, by nature then your, your traits that are considered to be Gemini are what you're learning to be in this life. They're not necessarily ones that you will resonate with very easily. So in other words, sun sign and Gemini, biggest lessons are learning to listen and learning communication skills and learning to uh, cherish the ideas that, that you come into contact with and sort of using a natural set of curiosities to, to move forward in your life. But by nature, that's not necessarily where you would uh, find things the easiest for you. You might have to really work at communication skills. You might have to work at how to express yourself via writing or speaking. Um, and I'm speaking from you know experience here as I am a Gemini, and I recall being younger and being scared to death to speak in front of anybody, to say anything. And... Um, now you can't shut me up. I mean, look at this. I'm on a radio show where, where no one else can really interrupt me and tell me I can't talk. <laughs> That's kind of funny, but it's it's a, a total difference from where I came into the world uh, because I didn't want to talk. And if somebody called on me in a classroom, I would just die, shrivel up and die because I just did not um, – suddenly my mind went blank. You know, I couldn't think of what it was that the uh, answer to the question should be. So today, for callers that want to uh, reach out to us, we're going to be taking a look at where the sun is in your chart and how that is affecting you in your life because it's the number one key to unlocking the destiny for you. And I know I have a caller already on the line, and that's Erica. 
Uh, Erica, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, Janet, how are you? I'm very good. How are you today? I'm doing well. Good. Very good. Now, Erica, have I ever done a reading for you before? You have. I have. What's your last name? Lewis, L-E-W-I-S. L E. Let me see. Am I in the right? Yes, I am. Lewis. L E W. Did you say? Yes. L E W. Erica, there you are. September third. That's me. Okay. So. Yeah, I have you here. Coming up, you have a birthday as the sun moves into Virgo, and here you have a Virgo birthday coming. Very nice. So you know what I'm actually going to do? I'm going to back up a second here, and I'm actually going to pull up a solar return chart for you so we could take a look and see what the year might have uh, in terms of um, experiences and themes. And we can also get a, a look at the, the, the sun by birth. So let's look here. Wow. You know, planets are everywhere in this particular chart, so let me wade through this for a moment. Uh, the sun for you by birth is in your second house so and in Virgo. So your son in Virgo uh, is really all about learning about the details and uh, having a practical approach to solving problems and to, in reality, what you're learning to do is to sort of hone in your energy so that you are, you know, you've heard the saying um, that people can't see the forest for the trees um, in this case, you're looking for the trees. That's what your life is about, is picking out these trees. <laughs> and how can you, uh, you know, focus those details and see the details more clearly? Um, now, I guess this is going to be an interesting year for you because the sun returns in your eighth house of transformation. So, and and that's the house that we consider. It, there's three big things going on here. It's the house of sex and death and rebirth. Not ever literally like your own death. I mean, I shouldn't say mm-hmm. never, but certainly that's not really, we'd have to have a lot of key factors to show that. But there are a lot of different little deaths that we go through in our lifetimes. So transitions from one job to another, for instance, or uh, one field of endeavor to another, one relationship to another. And so this particular year begins out with you um, seeing a lot of transformation. So maybe you can tell me a little bit about what's going on in your life and so we can maybe direct the energy of the sun more uh, ably for you for the year. Well, this 2013 has been tumultuous and um, and a lot of questions of kind of where do I move from here because I don't want to do what I'm doing anymore. Um you know, and kind of kind of redirect my life into a, an area that I want, and mm-hmm. try to figure that what figure out, out what that is, because I've felt very um, constrained mm-hmm. this year. What especially. kind of work are you doing right now? Legal. Legal work. Mhm. So, I suppose legal is um, there's something to be said about that you know, being a positive experience for you in one respect, and that is that there's a yeah. lot of detailed work, right, a lot of, of, um, no, of focusing in and analyzing. It's boring. <laughs> I don't like it at all. <laughs> well, I can tell you in that in the ninth house of your birth chart is the planet Chiron, and the ninth house rules the law. 
And uh, so where I would see people working in a law office or something like that is often, you know, I would look at the ninth house. And you have Chiron and Eris both there. So, and in Aries, the sign of action. And I can see that sitting still in any kind of law office um, and dealing with that kind of aspect could get pretty difficult for you to in, to go through because it's, um, I guess you could say it's it, it, maybe not boring so much as it is kind of stifling perhaps? Do you feel kind of stifled creatively stifling, that way? Stifling, drained. Uh, I feel like all my life energy is being zapped from me. <laughs> Your vitality is being sucked away. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So are you a paralegal or are you an attorney? No, or? I'm an attorney. You are an attorney? Yeah. But, you know, but I'm not doing anything. I'm doing something that's not high-level work, so mm-hmm. it makes it even more monotonous. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you were doing something of a more exciting nature in law, would you stay in law? No. You would move no. on? No. I have been pain. I've been trying to for years, please. And it just hasn't been happening, huh? It's like I keep getting getting pulled back. Well, just because I need to pay bills. Yeah. But for no other reason. Okay. I mean, it's the only reason why I do it. I don't I don't do it for any other reason. Right. So if you could do anything, what would you do? If money wasn't the concern and if time wasn't the concern, what would you be doing? Hmm. Hmm. See, I don't know. Because the thing is, I have like a health coaching business, which I have not really paid any attention to because I really haven't had time to. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily think that I would do that if money was not the issue. If money was not the issue, I'd probably travel, tell some, you know, tell some stories, do some... I mean, I wanted to be a journalist initially. I mean, I probably mm-hmm. would uh, do something a little bit more creative. Mm-hmm. You see, you know, your destiny is actually in the fifth house of creativity, and you have a lot of skills that would appear in writing, speaking, um, getting your uh, teaching, or you know, p- uh, putting out information for people. And Virgo definitely is a sign that is associated with healing. You know, the, mostly the mm-hmm. uh, healing of the body. And so if you kind of take some of these characteristics that you have, you could possibly put together a real good coaching business. I mean, you seem to be a natural um, speaker in that way, Something, somebody that could really help other people. And maybe there is a way that you could tweak what you do that way that's more specific to something that you're really jazzed up about, whether it's, you know, women's health or exercise, weight management or weight loss, uh, that kind of thing, or, Mm -hmm. you know, eating right. um, Kind of bring it into focus more in one way. Right. Is your coaching business sitting, you know, idle right now, or do you still do things with it, or...? Honestly, I haven't done anything with it. I mean, I'm, I don't really have time for one-on-ones because I don't really have a lot of free time, which I guess is also kind of an issue. It's like because I've been working by the hour, and uh-huh. so it's like I have to work all these hours to pay my bills, and so I've kind of like let my friendships and I've had no romantic life or anything <laughs> for a long time, and it's just I feel like my my 
you know, my spirit's been completely drained, um, except for when I dance. So, When you dance? Mm-hmm. That's too funny because I was just thinking about that. I was thinking about <laughs> body movement and how could you express yourself. And, you know, Virgo uh, has a real connection to earth and feeling the energy of music and sound and moving with the sound. Um, yeah, I love but, drumming. I, I love classes that have drumming. Uh-huh. Um, that's usually when I can quiet my very active mind. It's like when I dance. Yeah, you know... This is kind of what I'm thinking here, Erica. First of all, just let me tell you, your seventh house, which is the house of marriage and relationship, is very busy for the upcoming year. You have Jupiter, Mars, the moon, all three of them sitting there uh, for your upcoming year. So the theme seems to be centering you in some way with connecting with a partner. So do not despair. That is coming. And Jupiter will be you know, moving through this for a while. The moon, of course, moves on. Uh, Mars will move a little faster as well, but Jupiter's here for a, a long time, so there may be something developing over the course of this year between now and next um, uh, late June. So uh, that's probably in the offing. So don't don't get despaired over that one. The other thing is your your son. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your son by birth is in the second house of self worth and value. And one of the things that I can tell you right off the top without getting too deep into the chart at all is that you must get into the world doing something that has meaning for you, has value to you, and where you are valued in return. And let me tell you, if, you could, if you're doing the work that you're doing and everybody was giving you kudos and telling you how awesome you were doing and you were really changing people's lives for the better, you would stay there, right? You would be yeah. happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it doesn't I mean, seem make a big, difference. Yeah, that would make a huge difference. So mm-hmm. what you just need to do is just a matter of rethinking about how it is that you can connect with what's more important to you, what you value more. Now, the sun and Mercury are in an exact conjunction for you, like just seconds apart from each other. And that does connect the strength of your soul and your life purpose in Virgo Uh, to its ruler, Mercury, and that is about the mind and the ability to speak, write, and communicate, and to be uh, very able to analyze details and so forth. So it seems like, on one hand, that you would be very good uh, as a a coach, as a trainer, a counselor type of person. And I, I really want you to think about this because it fulfills a couple of things. Number one, it fulfills the need you have to be helpful to people, as a Virgo, you're here to serve. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, it would help fulfill the um, the need you have to actually be of use yourself, right, to feel at the end of the day like you did something good for someone or that you did something good for yourself. And then this mm-hmm. part of you that is, con- you know, considering dance and so forth as an expression, uh, that could be brought in as an an avocation, right? Something that you do for fun and play. Right. Something that you fulfill yourself with that way. Because I I think you and I might have had a little mini discussion about this last week about the fact that you have Lilith in your fifth house. Did we do you remember us talking about that? I think so. And well I'll just refill you in on this is that this is the shadow of control, right? And the mm-hmm. control being how much fun you're allowed to have in life because in the fifth house it's about playing. 
You have Neptune, Ceres, the Galactic Center, Lilith, and your destiny all in the fifth house. And so there's a hesitancy here to to do things for yourself that bring you pleasure and are fun, almost like there's a part of you that feels you have to do something uh, responsible uh, in the world instead of having fun doing something responsible in the world, right? Yeah. So just change your thinking just a little bit. How can I serve, and yet how can I serve myself? And I think this year does look like some travel coming, by the way. You're one of, you've got Venus in Libra in the ninth house, which is often, uh, I, could, I could interpret it this way too, finding love on the high seas or in the air or, you know, on a trip somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it can also be, you know, you're your traveling. Is there another, you know, kind of law that you could do that you would find more fun and, uh, you know, maybe connecting with that instead? Right, Mm -hmm. a different kind, maybe an advocate for children, an advocate for new mothers, you know, something Mm -hmm. like that. Nothing that interests you in that? Mm -mm. No. (laughs) Well, then, my my advice is going to be this. Find what makes you tick, right? Find what makes you happy. Right. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I wish I had any interest in the law. I just don't. Well, I mean, it doesn't even have to be in in regards to the law, sweetie. It could be anything. Like, you know, maybe you want to, um, you know, be in the private sector somehow with a, uh, I don't know, a humanitarian group that works with children or outreaches to people. What about that? Mm, Not really. (laughs) Well, guess what? I do have somebody who is willing to, to work with you a little bit on this. Um, Our producer is, he's called the interventionist. And um, if you don't mind, he's probably going to uh, pipe in after you and I are done and maybe chat with you. And, uh, you know, maybe there's something there, you know, that the two of you can figure out. Okay. Okay. I appreciate that. Go for your heart. That's what I want to tell you. Go for the heart. I mean, meaning go for what you love, what makes you feel good. And be be okay with doing it. Stop overanalyzing things. (laughs) Thanks. Stop that. Stop that. All right, Erica. Thank you. Thank you, Janet. And happy upcoming birthday. Thank you. You're welcome. Take care. You too. All right. All right. Let's see. I think I have an Ellen on the line. And Ellen, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you for taking my call. Hi, Ellen. How are you today? Oh, just fine. I love this topic. It's great, isn't it? I love astrology. It's my most fun thing to do in the world. And it also, uh, the favorite thing I have is teaching people about astrology. I I just, that part just makes me go, <laughs> love it, love it. Now, have I ever done a reading for you at all? No. Okay, so Ellen, just a moment here, and I'm going to get some astro data from you. Let's see. Ellen, what's your uh, birth date? May 26, 1956. Okay. Brooklyn, New York. Okay. And what time? 3.30 p.m. In the afternoon. Okay. And New York and Brooklyn. Just a moment. And if you pull it up, it's Brooklyn, King County. Okay. Thank you for saying that. I see that there are two counties, Cataraugus. 
There we go. This Can is the know? real Brooklyn. The real Brooklyn. Okay, gotcha. So I see you're a Gemini, one of my favorite people. Uh, let's see, Ellen. All right, I'm pulling your chart up right now, and let's take a look and see what's going on. Do you have a specific question for me today on this, or just general? Uh, uh, just the topic that you're covering. Um, I find it very interesting. My son is in the eighth house, and I'm just wondering how that relates to, to your topic. Very interesting, and it's conjunct your south node, and that means the gifts and the talents that you sort of brought with you into this life. Now, the the chart that I'm looking at uh, is putting the sun in the eighth house, but at the very last degree or so of that house, also conjunct Mercury, much like Erica, the the girl that uh, was just on the line here. And so it shows that there's sort of a, a connection to the past in some way, that your gifts and talents really are working in the transformative fields. And so tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you do in the world right now? How do you spend your time? These days I'm working, and I do development work for a a small nonprofit. Like Erica, I used to be an attorney. I practiced for over 20 years, and it's an awful place to be. (laughs) I think she would agree. (laughs) you, you, yes, there is satisfaction in helping people, but the way the law has been construed, you really can't help people. It's all in favor of the corporation. There's been a real change in the way the law has been interpreted and enforced within the last 20 years. It, it's, it's, it's almost an illusion. You really can't help people. And that's just too bad because, you know, people really need the law on their side at times. And I can see how that might get very frustrating uh, if you're working in it day in and day out. Yeah. Um, there are other options, though. Now, for you, for example, a Gemini is a very is good with communication skills, so the writing, the teaching, um, speaking, and uh, expression. I guess is probably the best word to use because there's so many ways to express yourself. Right? You could express yourself through art or dance. You know. You name it, basically, you could express yourself that way. So uh, I'm going to look a little deeper here for you. I'll, I'll tell you a little trip I took this morning with my own chart, and I think you'll, you'll see how this fits in with you, is that I was thinking to myself, okay, so if I have the sun in Gemini, and I know that this is the direction that I'm moving in in this life, right? I, I, don't, I have these natural talents and skills, but I have to be able to... to to connect to them and to focus them in some way, then uh, where where does the earth fall in on this, right? Because I'm thinking, you know, in astrology, we talk about everything but the earth. So if I'm sitting on the earth, then how, how does that play into this? Well, then I thought, you know, there is a form of astrology called heliocentric astrology, which instead of putting the earth in the center of the chart, puts the sun. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, that puts your your earth in Sagittarius, the exact opposite sign of, of Gemini. Okay. And so now some things started to open up for me, and maybe this will help you as well, because your destiny is in Sagittarius, and it's the second piece I will look at anyway in a chart for finding life purpose. And Sagittarius is, they, they are a more freedom-oriented sign, and they're very, they, they're looking for the truth. And and I don't mean, you know, those very simplistic truths. They're really looking for the truth of the deeper 
questions of life. Why am I here? Where am I going? Why does this happen? You know, you name it. That those are the questions that that Sagittarius attempts to um, answer. But they also always seem to have those answers at the uh, at the fingertips, right? At the ready, almost as if they they are a library of knowledge. And so, in a way. You and me and our producer uh, Jeffrey, who are all Gemini's that I've, you know, that I know here, ha- come with a, a veritable library uh, of experiences that you can draw upon. And th- is that any of that sounding familiar to you? Uh, yeah, uh, the drive for independence. Um, a lot of um, a lot of different types of knowledge. Um, I guess I'm a dilettante in many ways. But go ahead. Okay. So as we set the stage then for this this repository of information that you have, it's that, by the way, is sitting in your third house, which is the house that is ruled by Gemini. So you have very strong Gemini-Sagittarius energy that is, in, is lining up across your, your life purpose and your destiny. So it's, uh, you know, I, I can see how as being an attorney would be appealing to you because there is the element of talking, writing, uh, of uh, researching and, and that kind of thing that can be appealing. What doesn't appeal to that for you is the Gemini need uh, to be sort of uh, in a social situation, to, to be the, che- I call you, I call us like cosmic cheerleaders because we're often in a position of where we want to uh, take the lighter side of things. We want to be more cheerful and happy and go lucky. Uh, and it's difficult to do that in something as serious as the law is, right? Yes. And and so something better for you might be, you know, if you're working in a humanitarian effort right now, is it something that makes you feel light? Is it something that makes you feel good? Are you in a position of, of helping people truly where you can put a smile on their face? Well, it, compared to what I was doing, yes. I work with people. I I try to um, get money for the nonprofit. So I write grants. I work with foundations, um, interface with the government on our government contracts. So it's a more collaborative thing. So it's mm-hmm. a far more, it, it's not light, but it's, it's collaborative, and it's not this argumentative atmosphere that I had in the legal practice. So you're far more fulfilled by being able to um, sort of see a different way of being with people yes. than just that that arguing piece. Yeah. Yes. And um, so, so at the end of the day, how do you feel about doing the work that you're doing? I think it's a transition into something else. Um, so I'm, I'm still, I still have other um, things I'd like to explore, but it's been good. But it's. Um, not forever for me. I want to move on to something a little bit more interesting. Yeah, something, you know, Gemini has the mind, the curious mind. And so, you know, one thing leads to another. I always call it pulling threads where, you know, I I follow something uh, around, you know, one thing piques my interest and I follow that to something else will pique my interest and I follow that. Now, interesting for you, in your chart you have, uh, what I call, remember in the earlier part of the show, we were talking about the grand square that is aligning in the sky. Well, you also have a grand square in your natal chart. 
And um, so that brings in an element of also the 11th house for you, which is the house of working with groups of people to attain a vision. And uh, that's where you have your natal Pluto and Jupiter in a fairly close conjunction and so in Leo. So you're really meant to be in the spotlight in some way, working with groups of people and probably as a spokesperson or uh, the figurehead of, of something. And right now, the planet Jupiter is crossing over your midheaven, and that's the very noon, high noon position of the chart, the most elevated position in the chart. And it, by natal birth, you have Venus there, and that makes you probably good as a, a fundraising kind of person or someone who will... Um, be able to help others in that way. And with Jupiter crossing your midheaven right now, the opportunities are beginning to open up. There should be things getting ready to pop into your field that will show you a new direction to go. Because Jupiter is about growth and expansion. And in Cancer, which is the sign it's in right now, it's about ways that maybe you can help people build a foundation, maybe make help people be more protected, um, maybe be involved with uh, funding education projects for other people. Uh, if that's going to be up to you to see how that, that plays out. Uh, but you can almost hearken this back to 12 years ago, so 2001, and what was going on in your life at that point, because that would be the last time that Jupiter was crossing your midheaven like this. Aha. Aha. What uh, happened then? Actually, I was... Um taking things a little bit easy because I had had a couple of really big wins in 2000. And so the economy was a little bit different. So I had a whole lot of cash at that time. And I was enjoying it by redoing a few rooms in my house and and doing things like that. And I no longer live in the same city or have that house or anything. So it's like I, I would approach things very differently 12 years later. Well, of course, because Jupiter's also involved with our wisdom gathering, so of course you would look at things a little differently 12 years later as you're 12 years older and wiser, as we would say. But you will possibly be seeing echoes of the same kind of energies like that over the next uh, year or so, where you're being able to maybe attract more money into yourself uh, and being able to build something uh, a little more to your liking in terms of what your life purpose is and your destiny. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I mean, this one is not a small little you know transit. These are big transits that are are occurring, and you know the sun right now is in your eleventh house. And whenever the sun goes through the eleventh house, we call it your power period, uh, power intention period. So get down to the nooks and crannies right now. What it is you want to create? because that's what this time is really, really good for, redefining your vision, reimagining yourself. Um, if you don't mind, we've been talking about my career, you know, um, the day job. Um, do you see anything creative in this chart? Because um, I'm also exploring some creative writing, and I, I'm trying to, like, weave three different stories together. Um, indeed, I do see that because for right now, Neptune is going through. Neptune is the planet that we associate with imagination and creativity. It's moving through Pisces, and Pisces is in your fifth house of creativity. 
so it it is a sort of juicy setup for you for right now to be able to connect with something very imaginative and out of the ordinary, sort of an etheric quality to it. Uh, so definitely that's – and your your natal Mars is in the fifth house. So you could take action around creativity anytime you'd like to. That's just something you could tap into. Oh, wow. But you just have to allow the time and the space for this, though. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. at the same time, you know, Venus, remember, we talked about Venus is in Libra. And uh, Libra is the sign of relationships and, and love and romance. And it's also the sign uh, that we associate with um, sort of the building up of relationships. And Venus is the planet that rules Libra. And that, so it's, that kind of is playing into, are you married at this point in time or are going through uh, a relationship issue? No, no. I moved to a, another city after a long story. And it's been hard to establish a new social life along that, those lines. Ah, okay. So maybe you can take steps to get out into the world more because Venus, when she crosses your ascendant in the next few days, or in at least in the next week, is really going to bring up that idea of being out in the world more. You know, getting getting new uh, a new you out there. Uh, often with a uh, a Venus going through the first house, you know, we redo our hair. You know, we get a makeover in some way. We, you know, buy new clothes. We beautify ourselves in some way, which prepares us to to put on a new face out in the world. So that's coming for you as well. Thank you. I already see some hints like this because when we were talking, I just realized a friend of mine wants to introduce me. She has two guys she wants me to introduce me to. So I can't. That kind of is out of the blue. Um, Yes. I guess the hints are uh, that that's happening already. Yes, indeed, and Uranus is crossed your descendant, which is the dividing line to your seventh house of relationship, and Uranus does bring things up out of the blue, so I'm not surprised. I will not be surprised if in a couple of weeks you're telling me that something came of these, you know, possible, um, you know, connections that your friend is making for you. Wow. Yeah, don't go looking for it, but don't be surprised if it shows up. <laughs> no, I this is wonderful. I want to say thank you so much. This and you're, you're very and welcome. I, and I appreciate your focus. It gives me focus now and what I'm supposed to be doing in a time frame. It gives me reason to follow through on, on these things I've been thinking about. Absolutely. And by the way, for you, just for your 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 FYI, Neptune is in the creative part of your chart for a longer period of time than what you know we, you and I were just talking about. Um, Neptune will be here, I'm guessing, another seven, eight, nine years. So your creativity is building. Wonderful. Yeah, so you're being more imaginative and more able to connect with that energy. So um, keep playing with it. And because you're a Gemini, you are good with words. So be creative in that way. That, that That's perfect for you. Great. I want to say thank you so much, Janet. I appreciate this. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Thank you, and uh, let me know how things go for you. I will. I'm going to stay listening, so don't don't click me off. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Ellen. Okay, and I have another caller. I think Debbie. Is it Debbie? It is. Hi, Janet. How are you tonight? I'm good, Debbie. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. And now my other telephone is ringing. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I recognize your voice. Have I done a reading for you before? 
You did just recently, as a matter of fact. Okay, my, Debbie. My birthday is April 23, 1954. And guess what? I just put your chart right in front of me. There you so go. Perfect. How's that? Yeah, that's perfect, perfect. So let's see. What's your question today? Uh, I don't know. If I, I just wanted to see if you had any more to add on as you were talking about the signs being in the sun. Yeah. Well, the sun for you, of course, is um, you are a Taurus, and um, that is in your fifth house of creativity, fun, play, uh, romance, children, and uh, if I remember you, and if I, I, I apologize if I'm wrong, but you were just going through a divorce recently. I still am, yes. Uh-huh. You're, yeah, you're in that process, right? And mm-hmm. so um, at this point then, with your son in the fifth house, what you want to really keep in mind is that at, at your depth, you are really a romantic. And that the idea of, of being with somebody, being loved, cuddled, nurtured, taken care of, loved, uh, cherished, I guess is a good word, is part of who you are. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and that, you, you, you won't be able to get past that, right? That's w- who you are in this lifetime. So that means that there's going to be other people that, that you will connect with. Jupiter's in your seventh house of uh, relationship. I think we talked about that a bit and how that means that your biggest growth experiences come through those kind of close, intimate relationships. And so you're not going to see that just sort of disappear because of a divorce or something like that. Um, so with the sun in Taurus, where you're headed for is, a, uh, you know, and remember we talked about the sun is, you know, the, the, the force of your personality, the, what you're going to be learning to be in this lifetime. And so you're learning about the ideas of Taurus, being persistent and loyal and manifesting and um, getting your heart's desire, right, being open to receiving. Uh, Taurus rules the second house of abundance. And so that's another feature of your life is learning that you are a manifester and that, you know, the universe is an equal opportunity manifesting machine, right? If your thoughts are all on the negative types of things, it is manifesting that just as if it, it interprets that that's what you desire, right, because your focus is on that. So at That's this right. time, you're, you're learning to focus in a different direction, in a different way, consciously focusing your energy. And um, with that energy in your fifth house, then you're focusing that toward creative endeavors, right, creativity. Uh-huh. And in, you know, Taurus is a very earthy kind of sign, so it wouldn't be surprising to find you involved with gardening, growing food, uh, flowers, you know, the things that are of the earth. And uh, or using um, those kind of earthy colors in things that if you're a painter drawing or, or working with uh, materials like clay, you know, things that are of the earth, I wouldn't be surprised if that's, you know, how you express your creativity. But uh, definitely keep, you know, that creative spirit going because it's the full force of who you really are. It's where the sun is for you. Good, that don't sounds forget, wonderful. Yeah, don't forget love. I mean, love is important here for you. And uh, not closing off your heart because of a bad situation or, you know, something Oh, no, happened. not at all. <laughs> I'm kind of way past that. Yeah. And I, do you have grandchildren or uh No, no. I, I, get, I get married late and had my children late. So no, no, no grandchildren yet, and I'd like at least a seven-year break. 
<laughs> Seriously, I love kids, but I need a break at home. <laughs> I'm ready yeah, for some yeah. me time for a change. <laughs> yeah, you know, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, right? That me time is very important, mm-hmm. but that me time um, can be very directed toward creating love and joy in your life, and that's the big news for you is that, of uh, you know, creating that kind of love and that kind of relationship. You know, Venus for you right now is going through your 10th house, um, which also kind of sees you claiming your right as a partner in something, claiming your power in that sort of way. You know, knowing that, you know, even though this particular relationship might not have been as successful as you would have hoped it to be, that you're still very much aware that that is who you are, that that you know in, that in a relationship you're very strong, and very much you know loving loving love and loving that connection that uh, that you get with another person. Absolutely, no question about yeah. it. And, and I, I did. You know, I, I wanted to let you know that I sent for that book, um, uh, how to. Oh. Now I can't think how to is it's taken forever to get here too, but how to assess the Ashokic records. I did send for Oh that. how to access them. Yes, awesome. Good for you. Yeah. I've been waiting it was I, supposed to be here Monday and I'm still I'm like, where is that book? <laughs> darn it. That's why I like my Kindle. I can get it downloaded right away. Although I don't know if that's available, Kindle, but um I, I that's great. You'll have to let me know how you like that when you get it. Uh, I, and I was just going to mention, too, I think we've probably talked about this, but you know you're headed into your Saturn return. And uh, that Saturn return for you is happening in your 11th house of vision, which is the opposite house of the house of creativity. So it kind of really shows me an opportunity opening up for you to reclaim some parts of you that maybe you've forgotten through mm-hmm. you know responsibility of being a parent and of being a wife. So keep that in mind, letting go of some things that are no longer useful and opening the doorway back up to things that uh, have more meaning for you. That sounds very good. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome, Debbie. And And have a wonderful evening. Thank you very much, and you too. Oh, and by the way, we'd be thrilled to death if you end up going on the road if you want to come here. To Florida, yes. Uh Uh, That would be awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, thank you. you. All right, Debbie, take Absolutely. Care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. All right, well, I think, uh, do we have any other callers, Jeff? I don't see any. And uh, so that brings me to maybe talking a little bit about what's coming up next week. And uh, the next piece in our puzzle here is we're building on the life purpose as envisioned by the sun in your chart. The next piece we'll look at is the north node. And the north node is really an axis, and it's made up of the north node and the south node. And it shows us where the gifts and talents are that you might have brought with you, uh, the experiences, the kind of the sum total of the things that uh, you have experienced in other lifetimes and things that you will naturally want to lean toward in this lifetime. But the north node shows us the actual direction you're meant to move and has a lot to do with the experiences that will help you connect more powerfully uh, with the sun in your chart and that the sun being your life purpose. So uh, we're, I'm really excited about bringing that. And that one uh, is an easy uh, way to look up 
and so we'll be able to take callers next week on that as well. And then after that, we'll be looking at the third piece of the puzzle, which is actually not astrological, but numerological. And that we'll be figuring out by adding up the numbers in your birth date and seeing what your life purpose is by the numbers. So those three pieces give us a lot of information about what's going on for you. And I invite my three callers that were uh, on today with me to check in next week and let's look again if we have the if the time is uh, available to us and see what the second piece is of the puzzle for you guys. All right. Well, I want to thank you all for tuning in today. And um, this is a week of a lot of astrological uh, energies transiting around. And so take care, be open, be loving, be kind to yourself and to others. And above all, have a stellar week. Thank you and good night. Thank you for joining us today on Living Astrology. You can reach Janet for readings at www.living-astrology.com or by email at janet at living-astrology.com. Do you have questions about how astrology works or questions about your own chart? Send them to me at dearastro at living-astrology.com. One show each month will be dedicated to answering your questions. Goodbye for now and have a stellar week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.